remember, history lives on through the stories we tell. I'm Peter, and this is Who Died Today, the podcast that explores the lives of famous individuals on the day they passed away. Today, we're delving into the extraordinary life of Mao Zedong, a Chinese communist revolutionary and founding father of the People's Republic of China, whose ideological and political framework transformed the nation. Today marks the 47th anniversary of his death. So without any further ado, let's dive into the extraordinary early life of Mao Zedong. Part 1. Early Life and Rise to Power, 1893-1949 Mao Zedong was born in the small farming village of Shaoshan in Hunan province on December 26, 1893. The Zedong family were well-off farmers were relatively better off than their neighbors, but by no means wealthy. From early on, Mao exhibited signs of independence, rebellion, and a thirst for knowledge, traits that would later define his revolutionary career. Mao's formal education began in the village school, where he was introduced to the Chinese classics. However, traditional education didn't appear to the young Mao. His appetite for learning led him to the larger city of Changsha, where he eventually enrolled in the, a teacher's college. It was during this time that he was introduced to a variety of political theories, including Marxism. The October Revolution in Russia in 1917 had a profound impact on him, showing that a Marxist revolution was absolutely possible. Mao was an early adopter of the ideas coming from the global socialist movement. He participated in the May 4th movement in 1919, a student-led protest against the Chinese government's weak response to the Treaty of Versailles. This fueled his sense of nationalism and political activism. In 1921, he became one of the founding members of the Chinese Communist Party, or CCP, which was initially an ally of the Nationalists, or Kuomintang, slash KMT, in the fight that they were having against the warlords and imperialists. The alliance with the nationalists didn't last long. By the mid-1920s, ideological and political differences led to tensions between the two parties. When the nationalists led by Chiang Kai-shek initiated a purge of communists in 1927, Mao was forced to flee to the mountains, where he began organizing peasants for revolutionary struggle. Mao's status within the CCP rose significantly after the inception of the Red Army a communist force resisting the nationalist government at the time. His real claim to fame, however, came with the Long March from 1934 to 1935. Chiang Kai-shek's armies had the communists concerned, but Mao and his comrades orchestrated a daring year-long 6,000-mile retreat to regroup in Yan'an. This military feat became legendary and solidified Mao's status as a leader and strategic thinker. The invasion of China by Japan in 1937 temporarily united communists and nationalists, but old hostilities resumed after World War II. The civil war that followed led to communist victory in 1949. By then, Mao Zedong had become the indisputable leader of the Communist Party and was preparing to reshape Chinese society and its place in the world. The formation of the People's Republic of China on October 1, 1949, with Mao as its chairman, marked the culmination of decades of revolutionary struggle and the beginning of a new era for China. 
one that would see both tremendous upheaval and profound change. This chapter of Mao's life exemplifies a complex interplay of ideological fervor, political savvy, and an unyielding belief in the power of revolutionary change. All qualities that would profoundly affect not only China, but the entire world in the years to come. Part 2. Building a New China. Ideals, Upheavals, and Controversies, 1949-1966 The establishment of the People's Republic of China in 1949 marked the beginning of Mao Zedong's quest to reshape Chinese society along Marxist-Leninist lines. His leadership during this period was characterized by a sense of sweeping reforms, ideological campaigns, and international maneuverings, as well as profound social and economic upheavals. One of Mao's first major initiatives was the sweeping agrarian land reform aimed at redistributing land from landlords to peasants. In a campaign marked by brutal class struggle, landlords were often publicly humiliated and sometimes executed, their land seized and distributed among the landless and poor farmers. Though it reduced inequality, the campaign was criticized for its ruthlessness and the social divisions it created. In 1958, Mao initiated the Great Leap Forward, a campaign aimed at rapidly transforming China from agrarian society into a socialist society with collective farming and industrialization. However, the program, characterized by hastily built irrigation projects and ill-advised construction of backyard furnaces, led to devastating outcomes. Crop failures combined with inflated production reports led to one of the worst famines in human history, resulting in an estimated 15 to 45 million deaths. Internationally, Mao positioned China as a leader in the socialist world, but ideological and strategic differences led to a fallout with the Soviet Union. The Sino-Soviet split was a major geopolitical shift as China began distancing itself from the USSR and asserting its independent interpretation of Marxism-Leninism. The 1950s and early 1960s also witnessed a series of cultural and ideological campaigns aimed at shaping public opinion and fostering socialist values. Programs to promote literacy and public health were implemented, and traditional Chinese culture was scrutinized through a Marxist lens. Campaigns like the Hundred Flowers movement initially encouraged intellectual and artistic expression, but it soon turned into an anti-rightist campaign, suppressing dissent and tightening ideological control. During this period, China also sought to extend its influence beyond the communist bloc, establishing relations with newly independent nations in Africa, Asia, and Latin America. The Bandung Conference of 1955, in particular, marked China's entrance onto the world stage as a leader among developing nations, championing the causes of anti-imperialism and national sovereignty. By the mid-1960s, Mao had become increasingly concerned with what he saw as ideological laxity and the risk of revisionism within the Communist Party itself. To counter this, he began laying the groundwork for what would become one of his most controversial and impactful campaigns, the Cultural Revolution. Mao's policies during this period were a mixed bag of ideological fervor, disastrous economic planning, and a complex geopolitical strategy. 
Though he succeeded in consolidating power and transforming China's global standing, the domestic costs, especially in terms of human lives and cultural heritage, were extraordinarily high. This chapter in Mao's life remains a subject of intense debate, illustrating the complexities and contradictions of his leadership as he strived to build a socialist utopia, often at a great human cost. Part 3. The Cultural Revolution and Beyond. Ideological Warfare and the Complex Legacy, 1966-1976. The Cultural Revolution stands as one of the most tumultuous and controversial periods in Mao Zedong's rule and in Chinese history as a whole. Initiated ostensibly to reassert Mao's ideological authority and preserve communist ideology, the movement led to widespread upheaval, persecution, and suffering. Mao officially launched the Cultural Revolution in May of 1966 with the goal of reinvigorating revolutionary spirit and purging the party and society of counter-revolutionaries and capitalist rotors. Schools were shut down and young people known as the Red Guards were encouraged to attack all traditional values and publicly humiliate teachers, intellectuals, and party officials who were deemed to be deviating from Marxist-Leninist Maoist thought. The Red Guards became the foot soldiers of the Cultural Revolution. Composed mainly of young people, they were given the mandate to sweep away all monsters and demons. With this de facto authorization, they unleashed a wave of terror across China, destroying cultural relics, attacking perceived enemies of the revolution, and even turning on their own families. Public humiliation known as struggle sessions became a hallmark of the period. People accused of being counter-revolutionaries were paraded in front of crowds, beaten and subjected to psychological torture. Many high-ranking officials, including President Liu Xiaoqi and General Secretary Deng Xiaoping, were purged from the party. Parallel to the chaos, a personality cult around Mao reached its peak. His portrait was ubiquitous and the Little Red book of his quotations became almost a sacred text. His ideology was not only a political doctrine, but also a way of life that infiltrated every aspect of society. By 1969, even Mao began to realize the destructive force of the Cultural Revolution, and took steps to curtail it, albeit without ever fully admitting its disastrous nature. Schools and colleges were reopened, and millions of young people who had been sent to the countryside to learn from the peasants began returning home. However, the damage was done. An estimated 1 to 2 million people had died, and countless lives had been ruined. As the 1970s unfolded, Mao's health began to deteriorate. He attempted to create a more stable government structure, reviving the political careers, of some of those who had been purged, most notably Deng Xiaoping. Part 4. The End of an Era, Mao's Final Days and Lasting Legacy, 1976. Mao Zedong's death on September 9, 1976, marked the end of an era that had lasted for over two decades since the founding of the People's Republic of China. It was an epoch that had seen unprecedented social experiments, mass movements, and the centralization of power in the hands of a single leader. 
Mao's final days and the legacy that he left behind are a complex tapestry affecting China and the world in many ways. Mao's health had been in decline for several years, suffering from a host of ailments like Parkinson's disease and heart issues. His final days were spent most notably in seclusion, grappling with the complexities of a nation he had irrevocably transformed. Although he attempted to establish a stable line of succession, the power struggle that ensued his death indicated that his grip on the party's dynamics had absolutely weakened. Mao's death left a vacuum that set off a chain of events leading to the arrest of the Gang of Four, including Mao's wife, Jiang Qing, who was accused of initiating the worst excesses of the Cultural Revolution. Within a couple of years, Deng Xiaoping, a pragmatic reformer, once purged by Mao, emerged as China's paramount leader. Deng's ascendancy signaled the beginning of a new era, which would take China down a path of economic reforms and opening up policies diverging sharply from Mao's ideologies. Mao Zedong is a figure who elicits intense debate and emotions even decades after his death. On one hand, he is hailed as the founder of modern China, a leader who unified a fragmented country and laid the foundations for it to become a global power. His land reforms initially gave peasants a sense of ownership, and campaigns like the Great Leap Forward and the Cultural Revolution were initially envisioned as fast tracks to a communist utopia. On the other hand, these campaigns led to immense human suffering, millions died due to famine, political persecution, and social chaos. Intellectuals were silenced, traditions were destroyed, and families were torn apart. Despite his controversies, Mao's presence is still absolutely palpable in China. His portrait hangs predominantly in Tiananmen Square, and his involved body lies in a mausoleum visited by thousands yearly. His quotations and theories continue to be studied, although with less fervor than during his lifetime. The Communist Party of China maintains a nuanced stance, acknowledging Mao's contributions while admitting to his mistakes. Beyond China, Mao's ideology and strategies have been studied and emulated by various revolutionary movements around the world. The guerrilla warfare tactics he endorsed influenced several armed struggles, and his ideological works are studied in academic circles, albeit with a critical lens. Mao Zedong's life was a series of contradictions, marked by lofty ideals, harsh realities, grand ambitions, and tragic outcomes, while he left a China that was deeply scarred by his policies. He also left a nation that had the infrastructural unity and ideological cohesion to eventually rise as a global superpower. His story is one of both awe and admonishment, a complex narrative that serves as a cautionary tale of power, ideology, and the human cost of revolutionary change. And that brings us to the end of today's episode on Mao Zedong. A Chinese communist revolutionary and political leader, he's also who died today, September 9th. Additionally, if you enjoyed today's episode and want a visual of what Mao looked like, please follow our Instagram, who period died period today. Lastly, make sure to rate us wherever you are listening. Join us next time on Who Died Today as we explore the life of another remarkable individual who made a lasting and indelible mark on history. I'm your host, Peter. Thank you for listening.